Would you just stand with me if you would and turn to somebody and tell them God did it. I was feeling that thing when y'all was playing that tune while ago. I wanted to just get up here and sing God did it. I'd almost make you play it again so I could sing it, but I'm not going to do that. God did it. God did it. This is the year that you're going to recognize that it's already done. Not that he hasn't done it. It's already done. You just have to step into what he's already said. When you step into what he's already said, you become what he said about you. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn with me to the book of Genesis. I'm going to make you search real hard today. We're going to turn to Genesis. And we're going to go 18. Actually, let's go 17 first. Chapter 17. I want to continue on this. I was questioning on, because Wednesday, uh, Wednesday we, we talked about fasting. And some of that, I believe, is, is in my spirit, so it will come out. But I just felt like staying on the theme that God did it. And uh, I want you to understand that, that there's enough faith in this room that's been sung. Everything that's been sung, everything that's been stated has all correlated with one purpose and one message and one mission. And that is for you to walk in everything that God has called you to be. You have an inheritance, you just don't know it yet. You have an inheritance, you just don't know it yet. The Bible says that you are the sons of God and the earth is groaning for the revealing of the DNA that you carry. You know, we always get stuck in natural realms, but God is trying to do a thing. And in fasting, what he's trying to do, ladies and gentlemen, is he's trying to rid us of what our thinking is so that we can get caught up in what his knowing is about you. We can get so stuck on what we think that we miss what he said. Because if I'm stuck in my flesh, I'll miss what can happen with my faith. That's why he has to strip my flesh so that I can operate from faith. If, I have, if I'm weighed down with flesh, I will never see what faith can release in my life. Can I tell you what faith is? Let's just remind each other. And I want to tell you, be open to what you're hearing him say. Don't get so caught up, caught up on the packages that you miss what he is saying. Oh, I'm going to say that again. Don't get so caught up on the package that you miss what's inside the package. Oh, you say, well, you know, that one, there's so much. And we were just talking about this. There's so many people that are humans. Can you believe that? We're human. We're not perfect, but he's perfect in me. I might mess it up, but there's something in him that's perfection that's on the inside of me. There's, there's treasure, watch this, in earthen, unperfect things. He is perfected in us so that he can perfect us. Because he's not coming after a bride with spot or wrinkle. But he's coming after a bride that's been ironed out. He's coming after a bride that allows what's in them to change them. Come on, somebody. But don't get so caught up on the imperfection on the outside that you miss the God on the inside. I don't know why I'm saying this, but I believe sometimes we miss what God is saying because we're seeing imperfection. 
Because we're humans and we are full of imperfections. Even my hair is out of place. You know why? Because I'm imperfect. I tried to make it perfect, but as much as I may tried to do a thing, I'm going to shout my hair. It's going to be Holy Ghost hair and I'm not going to care about it because I'm imperfect. But there's something on the inside of me that's burning. It's called the perfection of his flame. It's called the perfection of his truth. And so as we're looking at Genesis 17, I want you to, to open yourself, as Pastor Amanda said, let God deposit in you because we can never make a deposit unless there is a deposit. Genesis 17 verse 15 says this. Then God said to Abram, as for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. Can I ask you a question before we get any further? And I'm going to read this. I get stuck when I start reading this stuff. Why are you still calling somebody by who they used to be? Now, I want to say it like this. Why are you still looking at somebody that's been changed as if they've never been? What if that was the hindrance to the manifestation of what is already reality? And I will bless her. I will bless her. This is God. And also give you a son by her. Then I will bless her. And she shall be a mother of nations. Somebody shout a mother of nations. God is going to raise mothers of nations in this room. Kings of people shall be from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah, who is ninety years old, bear a child? Verse 18. And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. See, sometimes God will do stuff that you couldn't do for yourself. You know, we like to think that we're the ones that make things happen. Oh, man. But I believe in this season, we're going to have to partner with God. But it's not your works, it's your faith. Let your faith work. Stop trying to work something out in your flesh. Here's what I'm saying. Step into your faith. He didn't say if my flesh worked it out that it's going to work. He said, but faith without works is dead. That means am I moving on what I believe? Am I moving on what he said? Not trying to work it out myself. If we work it out ourselves, we'll create an Ishmael. And we'll keep asking God to bless what we created. But God, oh, God can only bless what he said. God can only confirm what he said, what he creates, what he puts his hands to. And then God said, no, Sarah, your wife shall bear you a son and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant. A covenant that will not be broken. A covenant that will not end. 
and with his descendants after him. I want you to turn with me to Genesis 18 and 9. And it says, Then they said to him, Where is Sarah your wife? So he said, Here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife shall have a son. Now Sarah was listening in the tent. Door was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself. <laughs> this wasn't an outside laugh, it was a laugh with, that was inside of her. And after I've grown old, she said, saying, after I've grown old, shall I have pleasure by the Lord being old also? And the Lord said to Abram, why did Sarah laugh, saying, shall I uh, surely bear a child since I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it. We've already heard this word today. It's already been said. Sarah denied it. The sin was that she denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. I get it. I'd be afraid if I laughed at God's words too. And he said, no, you did laugh. Oh, but you, you laughed. And many of us, I'm going to pray, and we're going to get in this. Many of us, we've heard it so much that when we hear it, within us we're laughing not with a spirit of joy but a spirit of doubt if he was going to do it it would already be been done oh come on somebody but I believe that Sarah is about to birth a baby come on somebody turn to your neighbors say there's birthing that's getting ready to happen no, I want you to tell them, look them right square in the eyes until, you, until they see fire in your eyes, until they see faith in you. Just begin to encourage somebody right now and tell them you're about to birth something that God has spoken over your life. He spoke it again and again and again. He had to, he had to tell you over and over again because if you had to listen to the, the, the voice of the enemy, you'd be laughing in doubt and defeat. But I'm looking for somebody that knows that the joy that's going to come out of this season, it's only, only going to come because you're about to see what he's proclaimed. You're about to behold you're about to hold with what he's declared over your family and over your life and over your ministry I'm not going to stop until I hear somebody get excited and celebrate that this will be the year of more but it has to be in us before it can be before us it has we have to change our heart before he can change our outcome I have to change what's in before I see it on the outside I have to be changed from the inside it happens here before it happens here. Heavenly Father, bless this word. Bless every person in this house. God, I unlock everything that's tried 
in the name of Jesus to be locked up. Faith will be released. Angels be dispatched from heaven right now. I pray for divine breakthrough, not by might nor by power, but by the spirit of his word, by the truth that has the ability and the capability to, 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 to loose heavy burdens. Lord, to, to, to shift mindsets in this place. I'm asking right now that there will be a shift in the mind, change in the heart. God, do it before we even start, Lord Jesus. Before we even start the fast, God, I pray that the change is made. Lord, do it today. We give you all the glory and all the praise because you are worthy of it. Lord, seasons are going to look different than they've ever looked before. Things that have not been are about to be. God is about to do a thing. I said God is about to do a thing. And I pray it over your families. And what he's trying to silence in the next generation, we declare that there will be an ascension. There will be an ascension. And I pray it over the youth group right now. I just kept hearing that, that this is going to be your year. As God was speaking through Pastor Amanda, I speak it over our youth right now now and declare that you're not waiting on something to happen but God is saying that the youth this is going to be your year you're going to see him in a new way you're going to he's going to reveal himself to you come on youth just lift your hands right now if you don't mind I want to pray that over you I declare that this will be the year that yes you will have to make the climb but what you will see when you get there is going to be beyond anything that you could think ask or imagine I'm talking to, I'm talking about those the three that went with him to a high place you're going to see what only he can see for you you're going to see what others may not be able to see but I declare in the name of Jesus that this will be the anointing of ascension God is going to do something in our youth come on somebody God is going to change your precepts God is going to change your concepts God is going to change your thoughts he's going to change the temperatures of your room I feel fire that's coming on ascension right now there's a fire that's coming on a mountain there's a glory that's going to cover young people in this hour and I declare it in the name of Jesus hallelujah come on somebody give God a hand clap of praise you may be seated in the presence of God Natasha I want you to stand I, I, I want to say this and I'm going to get into this word but you are consistent and committed to raising the banner debt free debt free debt free and the Lord said in his word, what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. And I saw your heart as I've never seen it before today that you desire that for this house. And God says what you desire for this house, God's going to do for your house. I believe in this year, God is going to do something in your finances. God is going to open up a new door because he has every key and I declare that he that has the key to the kingdom has the key to your currency 
and I declare that his currency is above limitations and struggles and trying to strive I declare what you've had to strive to do God is going to release in streams in 24 it's going to come like a river because in his river he said when you plant yourself by his source you it's unlimited resources and I declare that it will be unlimited over your family because you've chosen to hold the banner up in this house God says my banner is held high over your house and his banner is love and he wish above everything that his children would be in health and wealth and he wish above everything that his children would receive good gifts and here's what I hear the Lord say there's a good gift coming to your house and God's going to get the glory out of it and a testimony that you're about to say is I don't know how he did it but God did it come on somebody give God praise Oh, come on, if I had prophesied that over you, you'd been shouting, but somebody prophesy, uh, prophesy with your praise what God's going to do for you. If you come into agreement with what God is speaking over somebody else, I'm telling you, he'll do it for you. I wish I had somebody who still believes the word of the Lord. to who she became in the first chapter. We see that Sarah was Sarai, but she became Sarah. She became Sarah, and those names are very similar. If you look those names up, the definitions of those names are the same, but the depth is different. The depth is different. She becomes, in this moment, what God had declared over Abram, now becoming Abraham. Abraham was the father of many, but then he shifted into the father of many nations. You see, God will do something and declare something over you, but if he sees that you have been faithful to the test, he will go beyond even what he declared. He always had it in mind, but he wanted to see if Abram would be faithful first. See, we want to put people in the boxes of what they used to be. But I hear the Lord say, it's time to break your concepts out of the box. What you think and how you perceive God to be saying something. I want you to understand that we can only hear with this rim. But if we can go beyond the rim of our ear. And, and, and go into a place of truly hearing, not with our carnal thinking, but we can hear by way of the Spirit. The only thing that guides me to the truth that sets me free from all limitations is if I'm hearing not with this ear, but I'm hearing with my faith. And we see that they called her by the name given just a few weeks before. Now they're saying Sarah. They could have still easily said Sarai. It was just a week prior. Isn't it interesting that when God begins to change somebody and it can just be a little while, we still want to label them who they used to be. And we see that now she's a mother of nations. She's coming in on what God declared over him. In fact, if he's going to be the father of nations, he can't do it without Sarah. He cannot do it without Sarah. There cannot be birthing until there's union. 
You see, there is no blessing until there's unity. Because they came into agreement with what God said about them. All of a sudden now, something is shifting inside of them. They now, when they begin to get into agreement with what God is saying, we see that by the outward circumstance, there was a a, a good reason for Sarah to question. And she had, uh, you know, all outward uh, pictures and all outward uh, 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 everything about the natural, the flesh rim would have said there's no way that this can happen. Why? Because even in the natural, we understand that things happen with women, right? I I can go into depth, but you guys understand what I'm talking about. There's some stuff that happens, there's some stuff that starts, and there's some stuff that stops. And, you know, she's going through change, and she's been through the change, and she's, it, it, now she's experienced menopause, which means everything stops. You hear what I'm saying? And, and, and it was, it was uh, to take her, uh, see, menopause in the flesh wants to silence the miracle in the spirit. You see, whatever's in the flesh is always there to silence the faith that is on the inside of you. Everything that is a limit is actually a possibility. It's just, oh, Pastor Jeff, you said it. It's just not going to be man-made. Miracles will not be man-made in 24 I'm telling you, there's going to be a birthing, but you've got to get out of your mind and into your spirit. And and I I almost want to just come in here and have everybody to pray in the Holy Ghost. And I know that you could go ahead and you could could put me on social media and put me on one of those little things and say, oh yeah, nobody's hearing what you're saying in the spirit. But here's where I have an issue. You say that because we're supposed to pray in the secret place. But the problem is is nobody is praying in the spirit in the secret place so why don't we go ahead and pray in the spirit publicly then I'll tell you something you need to hear because first we got to build something up before we can ever release anything that has the possibility to build somebody give God praise in this place and understand that the reason that we get together and we're trying to stir you and we're trying to get you into a realm of the spirit in a corporate place is because God is trying to let you understand that what he is doing on the inside of you in here he can do it in your bathroom he can do it in your bedroom he can do it on the inside of your car in the bus wherever you are wherever you're traveling I want you to understand that the strength you feel in a corporate expression is available to you when you lay your head down at night to sleep he can work while you rest but you gotta believe that he can Somebody just shout, Sarah had a baby. She laughed at the possibilities of it. God heard Sarah's laugh within herself because, let me just tell you why she heard, or he heard her laugh. You want me to tell you why? Because we can hide our thoughts to everybody else. But there's not nothing, not one thing that's hidden 
I could go so many different directions right here. And I know that you think nobody saw it. Oh, but he saw it. And I don't tell you that to condemn you. I come to tell you that we'd live our life a lot differently with this kind of perspective. You see, and when the Holy Ghost is moving, here's where we got to be careful. Now, this right here will make people never come back to church. But I want to ask you, how hungry are you to truly get to him? Because if he can read your thoughts, guess who else can read your thoughts? Holy Spirit. Am I telling the truth, Brother Sellers? When he's preaching good, Brother Sellers or whoever's preaching with the, with the red-hot anointing, oh, and they're scanning the crowds, and they're looking in your eyes. You ever seen Pastor Amanda look at you? And she give you that eyes. You talk about eyes of fire because something happens when you're obedient to God to release his word. And when you release his word, it opens up the realm of the spirit because his word was spiritually given. His word was spiritually admitted into the atmosphere. It's not just a letter that we're just releasing. It's not just a letter. I want you to know it's power. When you understand that you're releasing it in obedience, in faith, then all of a sudden God will begin to open up and reveal things. And it's not to condemn you. It's to change you it's to I said it's to change you because God sees in you what you cannot see in yourself and you can hide all day long but I want you to know God will seek you to find you he will seek the hidden things in your heart to change you that's why David understood I'm just gonna go ahead and create in me a clean heart purify me God I'm unclean I'm un without you God Without you, God, I'm filthy. I'm 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 no good. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm I'm somebody. I'm a fornicator. I, I I'm an adulterous spirit. Are you hearing what? I'm no good without you, Father. <laughs> She's laughing in herself, and God said, "Why'd you laugh?" Oh, I didn't laugh. You ever done that? God, I didn't think that thought. God, I did Oh, yeah, but you, but you did laugh. You laughed with doubt. But even though you laugh with doubt, I'm still going to be true to my word. Oh, y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You think your doubt can stop God? I feel like preaching. I'm off my notes right now. You think your doubt has enough power to stop what God de declared? I come to tell you the devil is a big old fat liar. I wish I had somebody that a spirit of doubt has tried to creep up in your spirit to understand if God said it, no doubting devil can stop it. Take 30 seconds if you're waiting on God to do anything. I wish I had somebody that would get enough nerve to look every prince in the eye and say if God be for me there's no devil in doubt in my own flesh I may have laughed in doubt oh but I'm going to receive some strength through the joy that's coming to my house somebody give God praise if you're ready to step back into the joy of your salvation again
Hallelujah. Man, I didn't even take any of those notes. I mean, God dramatically repeated his promise to Abraham. Why? Because just like we need to hear God's promises over and over and over. You ever heard that song? I keep on falling in love with him over and over. Oh, you remember that song? I won't sing it. I'll spare you the. Over and over. That's why he said, I'm being saved. Why? Because I'm just in a shell. I'm just flesh. Flesh has the capability to doubt. That's why fasting is so important. Because in order for me to step into what he said, I must step out of what I think. So he continued Abraham telling him the same thing over and over and over. Why? Because God encourages through telling you again what he said. Why? Because if I can hear it one more time, I can have enough, another opportunity for faith. Oh, yeah. Because he said this. He said, faith comes by hearing. And hearing, man, I feel this thing today, by the word of God. Whew. Brother Matthew, faith comes by hearing. And hearing doesn't matter how many times I've heard the same scripture. If I can hear it, now listen to me, if you hear it with your flesh, you're going to leave out those doors and you're going to be the same person that you was when you came in these doors. But if you will let your faith be louder than your flesh right now and you will allow that same scripture that you've heard over and over and over and over again, that with man it is impossible, but with God all can God do this? I come to ask you the question. Can God still do over your life what he's already declared he's already done? Here's what I, I want to give you just about 30 seconds to let your praise answer the question. If you believe that God is still true to his word, even though you're not standing in the promise, I wish I had a witness to stand up. I wish I had a witness that would be bold enough to give, go ahead and give him praise. Praise in advance, even though you're not holding the thing that he promised. Praise him like it's already in your arms. Praise him like it's already in the bank account. Praise him like your sons and daughters are already preaching behind a pulpit. Praise him like they're already teaching Sunday school. Praise him like they're already activating and operating by the power of the whole. I wish I had somebody that would believe the word of the Lord. I know I'm a man-made thing, but all what's on the inside of me it's like a fire, the Bible said. Woo! Somebody praise him like Sarah just had a baby. Somebody praise him like you've already birthed the thing. Somebody praise him like you know breakthroughs around the corner. Does anybody got the kind of praise that would give the enemy a panic attack? I just 
waiting on somebody to praise him real good in this place. We might have to continue this. I got a lot more word. I got a whole day. I like it. 99 years old. 99 years old. Pushing 100. Still had potential. 99 years old. Pushing 100. Still had potential. My God. He was 75 when he left Haran. He was 86 when the son Ishmael was born of Hagar. Our Bible reading Thursday. He waited 25 years for the fulfillment of God's promise to give a son through at that time Sarai. And it had been around 13 years since the last recorded word from God. See, we're still waiting on a fresh word. When he already said a thing. His word never changed. The year changed. The year went on. The years came on. But he never changed. He never, Hagar knew this was, when, when in Genesis 16, I want to say this too because, you know, and y'all, y'all might shoot me down right here and it's okay. Listen, I'm not perfect. I'm not a theologian. So if I get this wrong, just forgive me. But the Lord appeared to Abram, and I believe it was Jesus. I believe that he took on the temporary human appearance before his incarnation on earth. In this moment, he appeared to Abram here also. Then he appeared to Hagar before in 16 when she, when she ran away from her issue and her struggle. She calls on the name of the Lord, and she calls the name of the Lord, you are the God that sees. Hagar knew this was not an angel. It was the God who sees. Oh, come on, somebody. And she knew if God could be with her in the wilderness, it didn't matter where she went. Even if she had to go under the hand of an angry Sarah, who caused the issue, by the way. Isn't it amazing you cause an issue and you want to blame everybody else? But she knew that if God... Siri just popped up on my iPad. She knew. Oh, Hallelujah. Ain't no telling what, oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she knew that the God was, that was with her in the wilderness would be with her always. He sees you no matter where you are. 
I, I got to encourage somebody. He sees you in the wilderness, and he sees you in his wonders. He sees you before, and he'll see you with. He will never leave you nor forsake you, the Bible said, that he will always be with me even until the end. I want you to know if you still have breath, he still has benefits. Come on, somebody. If you still have a breath, he's still with you. Oh, I wish I had somebody to understand. And if you still got a breath, you should have something to give back to him because had he not given it to you, you would not be, have a pulse inside your veins. But if you've got a pulse, you still have purpose. No, I, I want you to understand that the, the, the anointing and the power of God has no expiration date attached to it. I know that we like to retire and throw in the towel, but I want you to know the same anointing you started with is the same anointing that you will finish with. I wish I had somebody right there that just thought about giving up and let somebody else do it. I come to tell you the devil is a liar because not only do we need the zeal of the youth, I need some wisdom from some people who been through some things and almighty shows up and almighty there's so much here almighty one who has his hands on everything in one translation it says it says that God showed up I am he even spoke he said I am almighty God the El Shaddai God almighty El Shaddai God revealed his person and his character one translation says that God the God who is all sufficient hallelujah God almighty there's different translations and really have it locked into one but I want you to understand that God is sufficient for you he is the God of all sufficiency the God from Shaddah to Shed means to pour out I want you to know that he's not the God only of everything of all sufficiency but he's the God who's not holding anything from you he is the God who wants to pour out upon you he wants to pour out upon you he's the God who pours out blessing he's the God who pours pours out richly. He's the God who pours out abundantly. He's the God who pours out continually. But here's what he's trying to get us to a place and a posture of reception. If I can get in a position to receive, then I'm going to get in a position to give. If I cannot receive, I'll never be able to help anybody else. And this is why the church has been non-functional is because we've not allowed our faith to get in a position that even though I don't see any rain I'm going to position myself to receive some because if I can position myself to receive what I cannot see because my faith has told me something the God's word has told me something and if he has said it and I believe it he said go ahead and ask for rain some of us can be standing in rain and everybody else is being blessed the Bible says he says that it may be raining God may be blessing this one over here he might be blessing that ministry over there he might be blessing somebody else's ministry and we can either be bitter about it or we can say that the same God that's blessing them I have the opportunity right now to be blessed by the same blesser all I gotta do is properly position myself the Bible says ask for rain in the middle of rain so revival can be going on but are you asking for revival for your house for your marriage come on somebody I'm asking you is your faith loud enough
that you will speak by your faith instead of a hearing by your flesh. God not only illuminates the path, but also ensures every step aligns harmoniously with his expectations. First, it was revelation to Abram. Then it was expectation. Not only expectation for what God would do, but expectation for what he required. What does he expect in what he's revealed? Can I say, you understanding with me? You're tracking? When he gives you a revelation, then there's expectation. Simply put, I can only do what God expects when I know who God is. If it's religion, I will always try to do it in my strength. But if it's relationship, I will willingly do anything. What did he say to do? Walk blameless. I can't do that without faith. What does blameless mean? Whole. I can't walk whole without faith. God wanted all of Abram. Can I tell you, God doesn't want pieces of you. He doesn't want pieces of me. He wants all of me. He wanted all of me in 23. He still wants all of me in 24. He wants all of me. And when he wanted all of Abram, guess what Abram did? Even in his posture, many of you did it this morning, he fell on his face. He fell on the ground. Submitting and giving honor in that moment. God changed his name in that moment. Why? Because he was submissive to the voice of the Father. And God told Abram, you and your descendants must uphold a covenant. Now, here's the covenant. I don't know how long I'm going to get into this, but I'm going to try my best to finish this. The covenant was circumcision. <laughs> and back then, we could get real in depth right here. You know, it's easy when you're a baby, but when you're, you know, you're up in years, that, that'd be kind of painful. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there because it would. But even though it was painful, he was still willing to be in covenant, my God in heaven. He was still willing even though it was painful. See, a lot of us, we, we, we are willing until the pain comes. We're willing until it hurts. We're willing, and I want you to see that Abraham was willing no matter where he was. He says, I'm going to obey God's commands. I'm going to do what he says. The circumcision of every male child is a sign between us. Uh, and what he is saying here, I need you to remove all. It's the sign of removing the defilement. It's the sign of removing evil. It's the sign of removing flesh nature. This is what happens when you and I come into a season of fasting. You're saying, I'm coming into 
into a season of consecration. I'm coming into a season of circumcision. You're allowing cutting. You're allowing God to cut the flesh off of you. And sometimes it's painful. And I want to tell you, I feel like I came out of a season of Gilgal. I feel like I've been planted there and there's been some cutting going on. But as a pastor Amanda said, you cannot carry in this next season that you're already walking in with stuff that he tried to cut off you in 23. I just go ahead and let him do everything that he needs to do in the next few moments. Because if you will endure the circumcision, you will have the benefit of the covenant. I want you to know that he wants to give you everything that your hearts desire. But you have to also understand that there will be a season of circumcision, which is he's cutting off some defilement. And some of you, that's cutting off some things that you've tried to hold on to because it's comfortable for you. Listen, if you're coming through a season of circumcision, it's because God doesn't want you comfortable. He doesn't want you to live comfortable. Matter of fact, he wants you to feel what you're going through. Why? Because if I can feel it, I can have compassion for the next person. You may say, that hurts so bad. I thought I was going to give up, but I want somebody in this place to understand that the pain was for your purpose. The reason you had to feel it is because, and the reason you had to see the cutting, had it not been for him taking spikes through his hands and through his feet and taking stripes on his back and bloody. It was bloody. It was gory. But I want you to know that's the sum of the story. It wasn't some kind of clean thing. It was a gory thing. But that gory is the power of the gospel. You want me to just put it plain to you? It was painful for him. It was bloody. But there's still power in the pain that he went through. There's still power in the cross. There's still power in the blood. And I want you to know there's only one way into the covenant and his name is Jesus and he's the door. Somebody give God praise in this place. If you've come through a season of circumcision, don't be mad about it. Don't be mad about what God had to cut off of you because I'm telling you where he is taking you. It's going to blow your mind with what he's about to do in this Isaac season of your life. You're about to hold the promise. There's potential when you have enough understanding to understand that I'm going to stand no matter what it feels like, no matter what it looks like, no matter what I had to go through. I understand I had to go through it. I know it's cliche, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. I have to go through it if I'm going to get to it. Somebody right now take 30 seconds if you've been in a season of cutting and give God praise that God allowed you to go through it so that you could get some stuff off of you. Some of you needed some stuff. You needed to disconnect and you couldn't do it in your natural realm. God had to do it there so he can do it now. Somebody give God praise if you believe the word of the Lord. Ooh, hallelujah. Everybody stand to your feet. I, I, I see it. Thank you, Lord. This is the title of the sermon. It's not, you ever heard somebody say, that'll take, that'll be a miracle from God. 
that'll be a miracle from God. Can you believe that you're in the season of miracles from God? I want you to turn to your neighbor and tell them you are a miracle from God. Now I want you to tell the next person beside you, tell them a miracle from God is available to you. A miracle from God is available to me, is available to you. A miracle. Is there anything too hard for God? I think it's so interesting that if we allow the power of his word to uplift us today, more than uplift us, to influence us. It has the ability, now listen to me, it has the ability to stir my spirit with profound hope. How many knows that this book is dynamic? It's not only dynamic, it's compelling. Here's what I think is interesting about this passage of Scripture. It not only speaks to us by engaging us in, it engages us in a dialogue posing questions as, is there anything too hard for God? But the same book that asks me questions in Jeremiah 32, 17 resounds the answer. Oh, Lord God, behold, you've made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. I came to declare to you that God's greatness surpasses your challenges. Nothing is beyond his capability. Nothing, nothing is beyond his capability. All things are possible through the name of Jesus, the same Jesus that was manifested in the realities of the Old Testament is the same Jesus, the name that's above every name. God has highly exalted the name of Jesus. He's given him the name above every other name. And in that name, the power to overcome anything and everything in your life and in this world. There is no other name under heaven given among men by where we must be saved. Word became flesh and dwelt among us, we beheld his glory. God spoke the word that brought the universe to life. With a single breath, the cosmos unfolded. 
He paved the celestial highway through the Red Sea. He, he, his companionship left three Hebrew boys unscathed. Whether he was walking on the water, passing through walls, casting out darkness, resurrecting the dead, healing the blind and the lame, there's one thing that's true. His remarkable acts unveiled are limitless. I want you to know he has limitless power. Come on, somebody. I said he has limitless power through his blood, through his name, through his word. So what stops the power if he's the God of all power? If he can create a super highway through the bottom of a Red Sea, why can't he make a way for me? Because I'm either going to see it as man doing a thing, or will I step out of the way and let God do a thing? Listen, I'm all about doing my part. Sometimes I think we can do our part and think we've done it. Can I tell you, anything that's good in me I sure didn't have anything to do with it. Not one thing that's good. If there's anything good, and that's questionable at times. But if there's anything, Brother Freeman, I didn't know you was here. It's good to see you, buddy. If there's anything that's good, it's only because of his grace. There's not one thing that I've been able to accomplish myself. As a matter of fact, I'm one of the worst perfectionists. When I go to do something, I want to do it so perfect that I can talk myself out of doing it. Why? Because I want to manipulate it. God didn't tell me to manipulate something to be something I'm not. He said for me to operate and who he's created me to be. And if I'll step him, if I'll step out of the way and step him in the way, watch what God's about to do. Lift your hands toward heaven. There's something getting ready to happen. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on, I want you to begin to pray. If you have the Spirit of God living on the inside of you, I've said enough understanding. I want you to begin to build your faith right now. That's the power of praying in the Holy Spirit. It's because the Holy Spirit will begin to build you up in the most holy faith. If you need faith, build yourself up. Come on. You have a gift called the Holy Spirit. If you don't have that gift, it's made available to you today. All you have to do is receive by faith, believing. God has already sent it in Acts 2. He said, I'm going to send it in Jerusalem to those who are waiting. It's already been sent. All you've got to do is receive the gift just like you've received salvation. You can receive the power and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Some of you still have your mouths closed. Come on, just begin to open your mouth right now and let the power of the Holy Spirit begin 
to pray through you. I hear the Lord say, if you're going to get through it, you got to let me pray through you. If you're going to get through it, you got to let me pray through you because it will not be by might. It's not going to be by power, but it's only going to be by my way of my spirit. I threw the stars into the velvet of the night. I did it by way of the spirit. I made everything formed. I formed it all by the way of the spirit. The way that I brought you out of depression was by way of the spirit. The way I gave you joy when you should be in the midst of a a season of sorrow, the way that I did it then was that I did it by the way of the spirit because you allowed the word to break you. You allowed the word to scalpel you. You allowed the word to open your heart by way of the spirit. And when the word of the Lord is allowed to open your heart, then you allow the river to flow out of the heart that he's changing. All of a sudden there's life. Everywhere you step, there's life. You be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in your season. I come to tell you that you're entering into a season of Isaac. You're entering a season of fruit. Come on, is there anybody that believes me in this room today? Pray in the Holy Ghost. Here's what I want to ask the intercessors to go ahead, and I want you to get in position right now. I want us to get into this altar, and here's what we're going to do. We're not closing up. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep focused. We're going we're gonna to turn you loose in a moment, but right now, stay in the vein of what God is speaking, what he's saying right now. Just begin to lift your hands right now. Concentrate. Focus. Clarity. These are all the things. And listen, you may not be able to do it right now, but as you are coming into unity with this fasting, I promise you, you're going to step in a realm that you've never tapped into before. If, if you will get your focus even right now, God is a about to do something brand new on the inside of you. And I heard the Lord say this, that the season that you laughed at because you've never seen it come to pass, you haven't seen it or tapped into it yet, and you've almost given up on it. Some of you have almost thrown in the towel of what God has declared over your ministry, over your family, over your finances. Some of you are billionaires. God has spoken that over you, and I don't say that just because we want to walk around with our nose up in the air and drown. No, I want you to understand that if God's created you to be a billionaire, it's because he's created you to be breakthrough. He's created you to be a a kingdom influencer. But here's what I want to tell you. Do you still believe the word of the Lord? I I know that everything has come after your word. I know that everything has come after your faith. But here's what I want to ask you. If it's been 25 years, if it's been 13 years since you've heard the word of the Lord over your life, and you've almost given up on what God has declared over your life, life. I want to ask you right now, do you have enough faith in this moment to still move? Do you have enough faith in this moment to hear the word of the Lord and to activate the word? As we already said, faith without movement is dead. All you're doing in this moment of movement is you're saying, God, I heard the word and I'm going to move in faith. And I have these intercessors that have come because there's power in one praying, but there's something that happens when we begin to agree together. Come on, just get in that frame one more time. I'm going to hush my mouth and I want you to begin to pray in the Holy Ghost because I want you to position yourself to move. I want you to position yourself right now because there's an anointing that God is releasing right now that what he said you're about to hold. There's an Isaac anointing. There's an Isaac anointing that what was prophesied is about to be a promise in your life. 
and you're going to be able to testify and I heard the Lord say the test was for your testimony season this is for your Isaac season this is for your promise season so here's what I want to do here's what I want to do I'm going to count to three no gimmicks y'all know me no tricks but three is only indicating I heard the word and I'm not going to let that word pass me by. <laughs> if there's an Isaac anointing available, I'm about to step into an anointing for promise. And if you'll step in the anointing for promise for your life, you're going to see promises in the lives of others. Because how can you be a testimony if you not have something to release? God wants to give you a testimony because he wants to give you a ministry. Come on, somebody. He wants to give you something to hold on to so that you can release it and, and tell the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living.